Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington, this is Camel Call Live. My name is Chris Haymeyer. Happy Halloween tonight. This show, boy, it's scary good. We have a women's basketball preview with Campbell head coach Ronnie Fitcher. And joining me now, he was a back-to-back -back national champion with the Nebraska Cornhuskers, an NFC champion with the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. He is, of course, Campbell head football coach Mike Mentor. Coach, it was a close loss at NCANT on Saturday. I, I want to go back and start on that first quarter. You have been preaching all year, starting fast is the key to winning. And you said, you know, if we get if we get scores, if we get touchdowns on three of our first four drives, uh, boy, we're going to be in good shape. You got touchdowns on your first four drives. Go back to that first quarter and let me know how you guys were so dominant. Well, um, you know, Chris, I think um, when you look at it, guys were connected to what was going on early in the game and you know we had our you know our drives already scripted we 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 know what to expect in each drive and then at that point it becomes execution of the details and um not not only that the defense has to get a 4 for 4 you know um we wasn't able to get that but the offense was able to do their um deal and they got it back. So the touchdown that the defense gave up, the offense actually got it back with the four out of um, the first five drives. And so, you know, really great job of, of really connecting to that. Um, and, and so, you know, Coach Whedon, I thought, did a great job of really preparing our guys for how we was going to attack that defense. And we, you know, the tempo got to them. <laughs> they, they, couldn't, they couldn't deal with that. Uh, we thought the tempo would cause some problems, and um, it took them a while to, you know, get their footing. But at that time, it's 28 to 10, and then you 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 like, okay, we we in control of this. Uh, but I thought in the second quarter we missed some opportunities to really put the game away, and um, and and it came back to bite us, you know, later on in the game after they got hot and got rolling from from their offensive standpoint. Um, you you got to be able to take advantage of all the opportunities, Chris, um, and, and we did not do that in the second quarter. Um, in the second quarter, you're talking offensively. It was a pretty much a stalemate. You went into the halftime break, 28 to 10, still in good shape. Tell me about the third quarter and, and what really turned the tides there. Well, um, man, Chris, it, it's it's – you know, I, I look at halftime, and, and halftime is, is really because I played the game and I understand what these guys are going through. Um, most people come into halftime and relax, like, okay, let me get my breath. Let me, let me kind of, um, you know, recover a little bit. Um, let me get my snack. And you're you just kind of meandering. But that's not how you do halftime. You know, you, you, you have to really stay in tune. Like, your stinger still has to be up, even though you're not physically doing anything. Yeah. But mentally, you got to be there. And, and um, I didn't do a great job of connecting my guys at halftime, Chris, to um, staying connected to the game. So um, now, now we have a, a, a sure enough plan. <laughs> this is what I want you guys doing at halftime. You, you're just not coming in and waiting around for 15 minutes before you go back out there and start warming up again. I thought that was the difference. And, and um, I'm sure A&T coach is 
probably saying all the right things to his team to get them fired up because they get, you know, 28 to 10. I'm, I'm sure he said, you know, look, man, we've never lost that many games on homecoming, and we're not going to be that team, right? So whatever he did, they come out fired up, ready to go. Um, what, what, what I told you last week, Chris, I said, look, the game is about number 33 on their offense. Why? Because this guy can change the game at any moment. So it's going to be 70 snaps. I don't know which five he's going to break out of there, but th th those are the five that we got to be ready for. And we was not ready for it. We come out, second play of the um, um, third quarter, boom. I don't know how many yards it was. Long touchdown. Okay. All right. Let, let's, let's get back. Let's regroup defense. Get to 33, right? Offense comes on the field, pick, touchdown. It's a different game now. Yeah. Now, now all of a sudden, we trying to figure out what just happened, okay? And by that time, they get rolling, and now it's a shootout. And, and, and when both teams get rolling like that, it's going to be who's going to be able to um, execute at the end, who, who will have the ball at the end. And um, they scored, we scored, they scored, um, and we couldn't answer, you know, third and ten or whatever, and we overthrew the guy. So, um, you know, we, we didn't have to be in that game. Yeah. We, we, we could have put this game away. We, we could have um, controlled the whole game. And, and Chris, that's a learning, um, that's a learning thing that, man, that's, that's hard to, to swallow, um, even for myself, because, you know, you, you're sitting there, you're like, you're in control. You know you're in control. Um, they know you're in control. And, and then you falter like that. Two quick plays, 14 points, and then they get the ball back. Um, God just leaves his coverage and scramble drill, throws the ball up, another touchdown, and now we're down 30 to 28. And we like, what just happened, right? And, and, and then you got to figure out how to dig yourself out of there. Um, the offense did a good job and put up 10 points to kind of keep us um, in there. But we could not stop their offense. Um, once they got rolling, man, because everything became available. I thought their quarterback then became comfortable in the game because everything was working at that point. And once you get confidence in people, it's, it's man, it's hard to turn that off. Coach, and your defense had been so good last week, the week before that on the road against a Jackson State offense that was the best in the country. Um, but by every marks, was it just the big plays? I mean, w when you diagnose it, and, and there were four big of them, a couple over 70 yards that went for a touchdown. I mean, is it as simple as that? Your defense was doing the same thing, but just a couple of big plays. It, it really was, but that's football, right? That, that's why you got to stay in tune and connected to the game, man. You cannot fall asleep at the wheel is what I call it, and, and you cannot let your guard down. And, and we let our guard down because, again, 33 was a special running back, man. He, he's the type of guy that can take a play and change the game. Um, and, and so, you know, our guys, we, we, we didn't get that part. We, we, we didn't understand how important every single snap would be um, against an offense like this. Um, but, yes, Chris, it does come down to if you're going to give up big plays, it's going to come down to your explosive plays. And we had some early, so which is why the yeah. game was back and forth at that point. And the difference is, is, you know, the pick six, not saying that that's the reason why we lost, but that's the difference in the offenses. Both offenses scored 38 points, 
and their defense scores seven, and, and that's the difference in the ball game. Uh, me and you have seen a lot of, in these 10 years you've been here, uh, FCS running backs. But Shul, too, number one, he's listed at 5'11". He's 5'7". And I think if he was 5'11", or six foot, that he would have been playing uh, across town at Wake Forest. I, I don't remember a, a back that size that had what you would expect from a back that size, kind of the, the, the cutting and the back and forth, the straight out speed. But then he could run you over, too. He can run you over, man. He was a physical running back. Um, he, he plays way bigger than his weight and his size. Um, we, but, but I saw that on film. It's, it's, yeah. not, it was, it's not like, Chris, we get there and he surprises us. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you all week, this is the guy. We got to stop right. him. And if we don't, it's going to be a long day for the defense, and we're going to have to outscore him at that point. I thought we could stop him for four quarters, okay, maybe give up one big play like we did early in the first half. And, and you're like, okay, other than that, we'll be fine. Let's make them drive the football, and we know they're going to make a mistake just like they did in the first half. We just can't drive the football on, on this defense because eventually you're going to throw the ball into something that is not there, right? And, and that's what happened. And, and, but, you know, great effort, man, by the guys are trying to come back. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just disappointed that, um, that I let my guys not understand halftime and coming out of that halftime ready to go. Uh, you were down two of your top three receivers, uh, Jai Williams and uh, E.Z. Anderson, were not playing. I mean, they are, they are two guys that, 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 that changed the game. I was so impressed with the fact of, you know, Austin Height has been doing this all year, so he doesn't impress me. But he does impress me when he catches a slant across the middle and goes 68 yards for a touchdown. We saw him do that at App State in cleanup time against not uh, some not very good defense that was out there when App State had, had the game won. But, but talk about that play and him and his straight-out speed. He outran the entire team for that 68-yard touchdown. Well, um, I, I'm going to tell you something that I told Austin Height, and this is for all the young people out there. Um, because you guys are not going to know it. But um, Michael Jackson is what you need to be listening to before the games, okay? I've, I've never heard a coach say that before. I want to I I, hear where this I goes. I already okay. know it, right? So this is something that um, I used to do before every game. And, and it's something about the music that puts you in a space of relaxation, but at the same time intensity, right? Because it's greatness being on this album, right? And um, I, I told Austin Height, now this is a true story, you know. I said, I said, Austin, look, you want to get 100 yards? I said, listen to Michael Jackson. Oh, Cole, what you talking about, man? I said, just trust me, just do it. He said, all right, send me what you want me to listen to. So I sent him number one hits, right? And, okay, and I so I was going to ask, but my follow-up was going to be what album, but this right. is the number one hit. This is just straight. The, the straight hit makers. All the, all the way. Yeah. All right. okay. so, yeah. So he puts it in and da, da, da. And then after the game, well, in the midst of the game, he <laughs> comes to me, he says, Michael Jackson, it worked. I said, well, you know. Wait, so this is something you <laughs> told him last week this, for him to this do? This game. This game, right? Uh, it, was, it was like, uh, you know, we have um, Sunday, I mean, Saturday yeah. uh, pregame meal. Right. It was that pregame meal. Yeah. And, and that's why I told him. And, that, you know, that's normally four hours before the game. And 
you know, hopefully I, man, I, I might have to just play it for my whole team. I'm telling you at what. At halftime. That might be going uh, go, going through as you guys go to a Bryant University in Smithfield, Rhode Island. We'll talk a little bit more about that. I, I, I want to stay with this game to talk again about, you, you know, just when you think what else can Julian Hill do. Um, he's the best blocker in uh, probably all of FCS at the tight end position. He had three catches for 80 yards, another great touchdown catch in traffic up the up the middle, um, a big third down catch. And then uh, all you did was put him in motion, put him in center, and he has a rushing TD to add to his repertoire. Incredible. Julian Hill is, is um, the ultimate football player, the ultimate professional. I wish I had a whole team full of them. Uh, we'll be undefeated right now. Uh, I, you know, it wouldn't matter who we was playing because he, he gets it, and he gets it at a high level. To come in as a walk-on, we've, we've spoken about that, right? And he was a quarterback, and he wasn't a tight end. But to embrace the tight end role and change his body, change his mindset about blocking, about catching the ball, he did not naturally catch the football. He was throwing the ball to people, not catching it. And, um, you know, he wasn't a, a natural I love contact guy either. But he, he, he taught himself how to love the game of contact. And, and that's why he blocked so well. Um, and, and so, I mean, he's a, he's a threat. He's amazing. I'm glad he's on our side. And, um, you know, we've we got to continue to try to get him the football in so many different ways so he can continue to show the world what he's about. Just uh, unbelievable again, adding a rushing touchdown to his uh, long list of accolades already um, in this season. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the long road trip to Bryant, Rhode Island that's coming up after the break here on Camel Call Live. The Fighting Camel Club provides championship resources for Camel student-athletes. Donations to the Fighting Camel Club have helped fund facility enhancements and coach-driven projects that have pushed the Fighting Camels to win 27 conference championships. The Fighting Camel Club, providing championship resources for Camel student-athletes. Campbell football schedule is set, and you won't want to miss the five home games this fall at Barker Lane Stadium. The Camels kick off the season on Thursday night, September 1st at 6 p.m. versus the Citadel. In October, Campbell welcomes nearby NC Central, plus conference clashes with Charleston Southern and Robert Morris. The Camels close the home season on November 12th versus Gardner-Webb. Season tickets start at just $100. Head to GoCamels.com and click the Tickets tab for more information. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as Eeks Athletics Complex for Campbell Soccer, a new strength and conditioning space inside the Convocation Center. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands, providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. That's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give button. 
Join the Fighting Camel Club today. Your generous support provides funding that allows an elite student-athlete experience, an experience that helped bring home a record 13 conference championships this season. For more information, call the Campbell Ticket Office at 910-893-1459. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded more than a half-dozen championship-level facilities projects. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund several new projects, including a new Gore Arena sports medicine facility. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give button. Welcome back to Camel Call Live. Happy Halloween. We are where we are every Monday except next Monday. Next Monday, the basketball season tips off with a men's women's double header starting at 530 at Gore Arena. So we will be there. The broadcast, as always, will be on ESPN+. Plus. So no Camel Call Live next week, but then we'll pick it back up um, the week after with Campbell head coach Mike Minner. I'm Chris Amire. We're going to talk basketball with Ronnie Fisher on the women's side of things, coming up a little bit later on the show. But Campbell gets on a plane, thanks, thankfully, and goes a long way up into New England. It'll be Campbell at Rhode Island's Bryant University in Smithfield, Rhode Island, a 2 o'clock start as uh, Campbell will take on the Bryant Bulldogs. Now, they're in the Big South now, and they have been playing teams tough. They lost to Charleston Southern by one. They lost to Gardner-Webb by eight while putting up 40 points. They have been in every game this season. They're just two and six, but they are oh so dangerous, especially at their place. They, they really are, Chris, and it's going to be a, um, a, a tough ball game because we've had two tough losses, and so um, we, we got to be able to rebound too. Um, both, both teams is, is coming in with, with losing streaks, and, and um, I'm sure both coaches are trying to get their – um, ball club to get ready for a game to try to win and it, it's going to be a tough one because their offense is really good um, the quarterback number four he makes it happen he's the one I believe is the heart of the whole team and uh, we, we we have to take him away that's the key and the hard thing is he can run um, he can scramble around but his release and his arm strength is like no other and he's able to put it on the money no matter where he's doing the football, 80 yards to two yards. This guy is really good at that. And he's going to buy time for his receivers to get, get open. So it's, it's really going to be up to our defensive backs to, to be able to stay with their receivers, don't fall asleep, um, stay with them, connect it, and, um, you know, compete for them balls because he's going to throw them. It's, it's not like he's not going to throw it. Um, he's, he's going to try to fit it in every tight window, and we got to be ready for that. And then defensively, they're they more of a press man team, and they try to, you know, challenge you at the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do with our run game. You know, most people have been putting seven, eight people in the box to stop our run and, and making us pass. That's why highs do for so many yards, and we, we score so many passing touchdowns because teams are going to make us throw the football and we got to be able to do that. Um, Coach, against this uh, Bryant team, let's, let's talk about the fact that not only are you going a long way from home, which is, which is always tough. And, and look, 
Bryant, the fine people up there, put on a great show. They have, kind of like we do down here, a, a, a pretty darn good football atmosphere. You guys have played in front of a total of 75,000 fans at homecoming with uh, NFL stars, pop stars on the, on the sideline. It's an energy, and you guys have handled it well, and you've almost fed off that energy. So I know one of your many jobs of being a coach is kind of a psychologist here and going on. How do you get your guys up for this game? It's just as important as the game last week. It's just as important as the game next week. It's a conference game. How do you get your guys focused on that? Well, I think, Chris, again, we got to be in process, man. Um, it's not about who you playing, where you playing, why you playing. The, the, the bottom line is that you playing. <laughs> and so you got to be able to – get in process every day. It's got to be about chopping wood and carrying water, man, from um, today. We, we can't worry about what Saturday going to look like. We got to worry about today to try to prepare ourselves uh, for what's going on. And, and that's how you do it. If, if you do it any other way, um, guys are going to be up and down based off of whatever situation they're in. And um, it, it's tough, right, to try to get 120 guys to, to stay in tune with what's going on. Um, I wish I was like Coach Fisher, man. I have 15, <laughs> 16 people, and, and um, that would be real easy, right? <laughs> that Okay, just 16 of y'all trying to get together, man, 120. Man, I don't know which one waking up and who coming in and what, you know. So you, you got to try to figure that out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing, but, Chris, you, you do it by – having routine, standing process, and focusing on what's in front of you opposed to what's going to be. Coach, when you talk about that uh, after the loss on Saturday, you're in the locker room, everybody's looking to you. What are you telling the guys after that game? Listen, Chris, it's the first time in, in my career um, that I had no words. It, it was the toughest loss um, that I've ever taken personally um, in that one. It, it was tough, man. It, and, and so I didn't have nothing for him. And, and you, I had some for him today, right, because I had to go through a process myself to reengage with myself, <laughs> okay, yep. because I was, I was in a cloud. So, you know, after the game, it was like, look, man, you know, I don't know what to tell you when, when something like that happens, you know. It, that, that's tough to be in control of something and then literally lose control of it and lose a game like that. Guys, I don't have no words that's going to help your pain right now. I feel bad for you because you really have put in all the work that you're supposed to put in, right, and, and, and you've believed in everything up to this point. And, and we had it right there, and, and we gave it back. And so now you, you're not in control of your own destiny. So the only thing that you can control now is to win these next three games. Go 3-0 and in the fourth quarter. Um, and if you do that, that's all you can do now. And, and so I left it at that. And, uh, but, but it was tough, Chris. It, it, took, it took a lot of, um, you know, training <laughs> for myself yeah. to be able to get up in front of these young men and, and my coaching staff to tell these guys that, you know, it's going to be okay. We've got to come back Monday 
to get ready to go because at that moment, I didn't feel that. You know, I didn't feel like saying that. And um, and, and so today, they, they saw Coach Men back, yeah. you know. And, and I was able to build an example to these young men. And then, our, you know, also the coaches that, um, yes, you're going to go into a dark place at, at, at times in your life. Um, but what you can't do is give up. And what you can't do is begin to think it's about anything other than, you know, I, you know, God in my case, right? Yeah. It, it, it's not about anything else, Chris. You got to reconnect. You got you to gotta understand that when you don't know where you're going, he knows where to go. Yeah. And, and, and you got to get back there. And, and I was able to give that message to them today because they saw me on Saturday. Everybody was concerned about me on Saturday and Sunday. And then now I'm back and I'm telling them how and why. And, um, man, it was a powerful meeting today. And, and so many young men came up to me like, Coach, I go through things like, um, and I don't know where to go. And today, man, you helped me. That's what it's all about, Chris. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm just so thankful to be, you know, part of their life to be able to help them understand that life ain't going to always give you what you want. Um, but um, you, you got to stay in it and stay connected. Um, and, and, you know, you, you get through. How did they respond in today's practice? Oh, wow. Um, you you would have thought we, was, we won every game. <laughs> um, I mean, these guys came out. This is different than any other team that I've had. Yeah. Had disappointment, in, in, you know, late in the season like this. Um, you know, normally I'm, I'm just trying to convince them to keep going, and, and, and they go through the motions. But today, man, they came out there like, uh, you know, we're playing for the championship um, this week. That is Campbell head coach Mike Minter. His Camels go on the road to take on Bryant 2 o'clock coming up this Saturday. And Smithfield, Rhode Island, if you can't take four days off and come up and see us, it'll be on ESPN+. Plus. We will also have um, live radio coverage for you on the Varsity Network and GoCamels.com. Campbell is back home finally after these three weeks on the road. Campbell comes back at home. The football team will be home for their final home game of the season, November 12th at 1 p.m. It's senior day. It's Parents' Day. It's North Carolina Barbecue Bowl Day. That's a 1 o'clock start. And right now we're going to give away um, some tickets to that game. Four tickets and a parking pass for 625-653. 625-653. We have a winner. And then one more here, 625-650. 625-650. If you have the winning ticket, come on up as we take a break now, and then we shift to basketball. Thank you, Coach Minter, for your time tonight. Ronnie Fisher coming up after the break. We'll talk Campbell women's basketball opening the season a week from today. Back after this, this is Camel Call. We're no etiquette experts, but biting into your McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich and ending up with a whole pickle slice dangling from your mouth isn't impolite. It's human. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. 
Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with REMAX United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Sure, McDonald's breakfast is good. But getting that McDonald's breakfast two minutes before it stops being served, that tastes even better. Welcome back to the show. This is Camel Call Live, live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. No show next Monday as we have doubleheader basketball. Yes, we've been waiting for it uh, since last March. Campbell basketball season begins again with the men's-women's doubleheader. It's going to be a whole lot of fun as the uh, women will tip off at 530 the men will be after them at 8. Uh, really kicks off what is a sensational home schedule um, for the Fighting Camels, which we will get into with my guest to my left here tonight. He is women's basketball coach Ronnie Fisher, three-time Big South Coach of the Year, the winningest active coach in the entire Big South, and his Camels have averaged nearly 20 wins per season with regular season titles in 1920, 21 22, and runner up finishes in the Big South tournament in 1921 and 22. He is Ronnie Fisher, and he's joining me now. And, and Coach, I know you've been excited about basketball season like I have for about the past five months. Now that you're a week away, what are your emotions? Yeah, thank you first, Chris, for having us on here. And uh, I tell you what, we're ready for it. Uh, our players have been working really hard, and we practiced hard, we've had scrimmages, and they're ready to quit hitting each other and hit somebody else now, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Tell us about the squad this year. Obviously, you, you lost two of the, of the all-time great, greats in, uh, in Taya, who was down low, rebounded everything for you, just uh, stat after stat after stat, and Lou, who was your floor general. But, but you got a lot of pieces back as well, don't you? Yeah, we do. I, I tell you, we, um, we've got a really good mix of young and old, I feel like. Uh, we have four seniors who um, I really love. They've, they've shown great leadership for our team. Uh, a couple of them are all-conference, preseason all-conference picks, Cheyenne Tooley and Brittany Stays. And uh, uh, Swin and Erica, uh, Erica comes to us from Canisius. But all four of those seniors have really done a nice job for us uh, leading us in the preseason. Uh, we have two juniors, uh, Christabel and Sarah, who are uh, doing a great job, really grown up and, and really going to be good players for us. Two uh, sophomores, and, and Audrey and Court. 
and uh, they they gained some valuable experience last year's last year's freshmen, and then we have three incoming freshmen, uh, Gigi out of D.C. and and Logan out of um, Virginia, and then Gemma's from Spain. So we've got a good mix of young and old. Uh, I love our players, and I love our different pieces. We just got to get it all together. Yeah, um, uh, 11 players this year, too, as well, Coach. I know that's that's something um, uh, I'm a little different and something you chose to do this year. How has that been affecting things early? Yeah, it's a little different. We usually have a, a few more on our squad, but uh, I've really loved it. Uh, We've, we've managed to stay healthy to this point. That's the key. If we can stay healthy, I actually love the number because uh, everybody's playing and everybody's contributing and the, the attitudes and the effort have just been tremendous. So uh, right now all is good. We've got to stay away from the injury bug, and, and uh, if we do that, I, I, lo I love our team. Coach, uh, we rattled off all the success you've had uh, in the Big South, first at Presbyterian and then, of course, here, here at Campbell. Um, the, the bedrock of your program is defense. It's not only the best defense in the Big South, it has been in the top five in the entire country over your tenure here. The only other team that has done that is UConn, and they're, they're pretty good and, and, and pretty well known. So, so that's something on itself. But tell us about where that come, comes from and, and how you're able to get that kind of defensive effort out of your team. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you, you always hear the saying, defense wins championships. And that's not all true. I mean, you have to have a good offense as, as well, and we've had a good offense, but when, when you play defense consistently, it's going to keep you in games where you don't play well offensively. And we've been very fortunate. I, I worked for a very good coach, Greg Nybert, who uh, coached at Presbyterian, and he, he really drove that home with our teams, and, and uh, I brought it right here to Campbell uh, because when you play defense every night, you're going to have a chance to win the game. And, and uh, if you know, sometimes you just can't uh, you can't help that ball don't go in the basket. Yeah. You know, you're trying as hard as you can. So the defense will allow you to stay in that game. And then I tell our players, if we win by 20, that's great. But those bad games, we're going to win by one. And uh, if we can continue to do that, and I think that recipe has really played well for us, we just got to continue to grow in that area. Um, what does that take? Is that a practice thing? Is that an effort thing? You know, they always say it, it, it's hard to coach effort. And as you know, there is so much to scheme defensively. But I'm telling you what, effort uh, is, is something totally different. How, how do you do it? How have you found the right, right mix? Well, the first thing we've done is we've recruited really well. And our, our assistant coaches are amazing. They, they've done an amazing job for us. And we recruit players that have toughness and they have pretty good basketball knowledge. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, not every player wants to put in the work to be great defensively. And what we talk about on our team, we want to sweat and serve. We want to outwork our opponent and sweat, and we want to serve each other. And the first ingredient is to recruit players that understand that philosophy and buy into it. And we've been able to do that. And then we also push them really hard. We ask a lot out of them, and they've responded because they're really high-character kids. And that's that to me. That's the key is having high character kids that have a work ethic about them. I'm I'm glad you brought up sweat and serve because that was my next question. You know, sweat and serve is is something that that you have you have brought to to this program. Uh, we know about the sweating part because we see it all the time at practice and in the games. Talk a little bit more about the about the serve part and and what you all do for each other and for the community. Yeah, that's that's something that's so important to me and uh, and. In my opinion, the only type of leadership is servant leadership. And that's what we strive for with our captains, but with our whole team. And uh, when, you, when you serve each other, there's a bond that, that, uh, that grows that can't be broken. 
And when it's all about you, then there won't be a bond. So we really want to try to to build that bond between each other and know that I have your back, you have my back. And it takes effort to serve someone. And and, uh, you have to think about it and think, how can I help rather than about myself? And, uh, you know, we try to take that right off the court as well. We, we, our, our players are amazing with community service. Uh, and we, we just got back from uh, Saturday. We were at Coates. Our players were at Coates for their fall festival. And they, they just take a lot of joy in meeting people and serving them and making them laugh and, and kids and helping them. And uh, that's what we're trying to be about. You also are our regulars, I know, at Bowie's Creek Elementary School. A, a special bond is there. It seems like your team's always there doing something. It is, and, and I know the kids there get something out of it, but I think our players get more out of it. <laughs> we never have to beg them to go. They really enjoy doing that. And, you know, we've also worked with the Miracle League, uh, which has been uh, amazing and done. And, uh, you know, you, you, it also makes you thankful. And, and uh, our kids, that I want them to be thankful and realize what they have, and they, they do, and I'm really proud of them for that. We're with Campbell head women's basketball coach uh, Ronnie Fisher and coach, um, in this time that you have been here, you you got handed the mantle from the legendary coach. He's a Hall of Famer in just about uh, every every place she's been in in Wanda Watkins. Um, talk about having uh, Coach Watkins still around, and and then what it has taken to kind of extend her legacy and and build it up to to places where maybe it hasn't been before. Yeah, well, I tell you, like I respect Coach. Uh, Coach so much before I even got here. Uh, we, we competed against Coach Watkins-led teams, and they were tough, and, and they were about the same things I was about. And uh, she she's accomplished so much in her coaching career on the court and off the court, which is really amazing. When, when you look what she's done for athletics just at Campbell University, and especially women's athletics. My gosh, I mean, right? it, you can't even sit here. We could talk the whole show yeah. about it. But, <laughs> but also, like, when I came here as well, she's really been a tremendous friend for me. And, and she's someone that I go to quite often to ask her advice on things. And, and she's been so willing to help. And she wants to see this program get better and better. And not just basketball, but every program at Campbell. And uh, so she's been she's been awesome to work with. And and we, you know, I, I feel a lot of pressure that I need to do better. <laughs> well, our team needs to do better and try to get better, you know, uh, because she started it here, and we want to continue it and even grow it. Um, you have some great uh, assistant coaches, and including some new members uh, to to your staff. Uh, brag a little bit on on this coaching staff that 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 works so hard to to you know, have all this success. Yeah, I could, I could go on and on about them. Uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of years of experience. We have young and old. Uh, but what they all do is they take on the same motto of sweat and serve. They don't tell our players to do it. They they uh, embody that for them. And, uh, you know, start with Megan Hall and, and Lindsey Bowen, who've been with me several years now. Megan's been here. Her her blood runs orange for sure. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and, and they just give of themselves um, for our, our team. And I'm, I'm really, really proud of proud to work with them. You know, I would love for my daughter to play for them. They're awesome. And then we have a couple new members um, uh, that are that are just amazing. Uh, and, and Keisha and Dion. And, and we also have a new director of operations as well. And all three of them are doing amazing things for us. And just really, really glad that they're on board. Uh, it is a little new, uh, and uh, there's some learning that has to go yep. on. Uh, but they're doing tremendous for us. 
Coach, let's talk about um, this schedule because it gets uh, real exciting r real fast. You open up um, th this Monday, 5.30 p.m. It's going to be a, a fun night of basketball. It's a, uh, it's a men's, women's um, doubleheader. Then you go on the road to NC Central. That game's always tough. But then coming here, November 15th, Tuesday at 7 p.m., one of the best women's teams in the entire country in UCF. Wow, what a challenge. Yeah, we're excited to get them to come uh, to the creek, and uh, but we, we also realize how good they are. I think they they won 26 games last year, and uh, they won their conference championship, and then they took UConn to the wire in the, in the NCAA tournament. I thought they were going to win the yep, game, yeah. And so they're they're going to be very very tough, and and uh, you know we want to bring really good people into our arena, and uh, we don't only want to compete, we want to win. And it's going to be challenging, uh, but I, we'll have a great game plan together, and hopefully we'll have a great crowd there for that night. Uh, we also will celebrate our championship season from last year that night. Oh, that'll uh, be fantastic. So, so we're really excited about getting some of our former players back and, and getting a good crowd and, and, and really having a great opponent here. Uh, South Carolina State comes in on November 19th, and then November 23rd, uh, right before Thanksgiving, you go up to, to Charlottesville to take on, um, to take on Virginia. You have always, since you've been here, put together a challenging non-conference schedule. You don't have to, uh, but you do. Why do you like doing that That kind of mix in the schedule? Yeah, I think our players love it, first of all. Uh, they, they so enjoy uh, playing tough people. And, and uh, we've got good players that uh, some of them could have played at a higher level, and we were fortunate enough to get them here, and they want to show that they belong there. Yeah. And and then the other part of that is, you know, we our plan is to win this – the regular season, win the tournament, and go to the NCAA tournament, and we're going to be facing a really good opponent there. And we don't want to just go to the tournament. We want to win. And the only way to, to have experience doing that is to play really tough people. And when you take Central Florida and uh, Virginia and then on the Vegas tournament we play with Purdue, that's three really good yeah. really good teams, as well as other teams on our schedule. Going to Norfolk State is <laughs> yeah, really tough. Right. So uh, so we've got a great, great schedule, and, and it should prepare us hopefully for our conference. And then hopefully if we can get to that postseason, we face somebody of that caliber. Yeah, yeah, and then you, you mentioned it, you know, another Power Five. And the Holiday Hoops Classic, this has been because of COVID postponed for, for, for what seems like half a decade. <laughs> but, but you will finally uh, take your team out to Vegas uh, – you take on Purdue, you take on Cleveland State. Those tournaments are always funny. People are like, oh, what, what a great reward for whatever. Yeah, they'll see a little bit of the strip, but you got to prepare for two very good teams back-to-back. -back. It, it's really a whirlwind, isn't it? It, it really is, and, and uh, that's the, the, what the, the, the task there is to go out there and have fun and be prepared and play your best basketball. Yeah. So there's a fine line there. Right. We, we do want to <laughs> enjoy, and, and we're going to take time to have fun while we're there, but then when it's business, we're going to – we're going to get ready, and, and uh, two really good teams, and really looking forward to that. Um, CB and uh, and Brittany are, are are two of your uh, of your awesome uh, student athletes that you have brought here, and, and they'll visit with us in a little bit. Uh, but brag on both of them for me. Uh, to tell me what kind of well, players and and women they are. It's easy to do uh, because they're both amazing kids, uh, amazing women, and. Uh, They've both come into our program and they've bought into exactly what we're trying to do here. Um, CB, she's uh, she's she's come off of an ACL injury, which was pretty tough, and she's come back. Last year she came back strong, and she's finally ready to go this year. I can't wait to see the players she develops into. 
she had she was kind of behind some really good players yep. too. And, and uh, it's her time, and and I think she will be one of the most dominant post players in our league. I, I don't have any doubt about it. Uh, and then and then Brittany Brittany has really um, she she's a captain for our team, and uh, she stepped up in every area on the court. She's uh, recognized by the other coaches in the league as an all conference performer, and uh, she does. I, I call her a stat stuffer. She does absolutely everything for our team. And if there's anything tough to do, those two are going to do it. And so they, they embody exactly what I preach, and that's why I love them, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad they're on my team. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, give us a little uh, Cliff Notes version of, uh, of what you know of the, of the Big South Conference this year. Um, from, from top to bottom, the, the, you know, tell us what you think about it this year. Yeah, it's really going to be good again. Um, you know uh, Two teams really didn't lose anyone off last year's team, and that was Gardner-Webb and High Point. And uh, we were fortunate last year. We went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, and I think we beat High Point twice, one of them being in overtime for a championship. And then we beat Gardner-Webb two out of three times, and, and they were both good last year. Uh, and they basically have their whole team back. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so uh, so they're, they're both going to be tough, and I think they were picked ahead of us in the polls. Uh, and then... I really love the kids we have coming back and our newcomers. Uh, I think we have a, a chance to challenge, and, and that's our expectation. And to be totally honest, below us, it's wide open. Uh, in, in the age of the portal, there's so many transfers. Yep. You, you kind of don't know who has what. And, and uh, But I, I know the, the teams and the coaches in our league are very good. A couple teams have new coaches. It's always scary because <laughs> <Yeah>. they come in <laughs> right. really determined, you know. Those are the toughest ones to scout, aren't they? Exactly. So I think the, the league's going to be better than ever. And uh, uh, we just want to not focus on the end, but to focus on tomorrow's practice and take it literally the old saying, one day at a time and get better and be playing our best basketball come March. Uh, there are some new coaches. I know I'm a little biased, but we got the best in the Big South. Ronnie Fisher, three-time Big South Coach of the Year. Guys, basketball season is here a week from tonight, 5.30 p.m. Uh, Campbell takes on NC Westland, but then November 15th, Tuesday at 7 p.m., make plans. Not only is UCF in town, but we're going to uh, pull off the cover of the banner give some rings and uh, and tip our caps to an incredible team that won a regular season title last year. We'll talk to two of those student athletes that will be getting those rings coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Eeks Athletics Complex renovation for Camel Soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Camel student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamel.com and click on the give button. Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. 
There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Welcome back to the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. We are talking Campbell women's basketball. Not only do we have the season opener coming up a week from today, Monday, 530 uh, in Gore Arena. This Thursday night, we have a lot of fun planned. We are going to have Creek Madness as we introduce you to the full rosters of both the men's and women's teams. Uh, on top of that, we'll have skills contests, we'll have a dunk contest, we'll have a three-point shooting contest, we'll have performances from the, from the Spirit Squad. So we are uh, really happy. It's all free, and uh, we will bring it to you on Thursday at 7 o'clock for a little Creek Madness. Uh, she is an all-conference senior, Brittany Staves, joining me now, and Christabel Azuma. Everybody knows her as, as CB. And we'll start with you, CB. It's, it's so good to hear about you, you know, working through that, that knee injury. What, what does it take to come back from something like that? Um, honestly, like, it's just you got to have motivation and know, like, why you're doing stuff. So I just had the motivation, like, I want to come back to the team. I want to, you know. And my teammates were really encouraging. They'd be like, oh, like, you got to see me and stuff like that. And sometimes I'd get down, but you just got to know why. When you know why, then you can do anything. Um, as you have come back, do, do you notice anything different coming back from injury? Is it a little tentative at first, or can you get back there and, and really start doing it once you're clear? Um, honestly, I was just like, I'm ready to get back. Like, I wasn't scared at all. It was just, it's time to go, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> Brittany, you've been around this team, around this program, had so much success for, for, for so many years. Um, picked on the, the, the preseason all-conference all team. What, what does that mean to you? Um, it means a lot. Um, I never usually have my name just up there, like first team, second team. So just to see that, it was like, wow, my hard work is paying off. Um, so I just really enjoyed that. And just getting all the congratulations from my teammates and my coaches just made me feel really good. But, of course, that, that came from the team. Like, that's a team award. Like, they helped me get that. So it, it was a good feeling. Um, when you think about this team, you have some new faces. You have a, you have a pretty good mix of, of some veterans and some new people. What do you like about this version of the Camels? Um, I think what I like is just the fact that we have um, – just an unlimited number of players that can go like this is a new team but they also bring so much to the table like Erica she can flat out shoot the ball Gigi's a great one-on-one -on -one player um, and just from the returners like we just we just know um, where we were at last year we can pick up from that and then just with these these added players we can just go even further. CB, of course, see, you hear it all the time, and you guys live it, sweating and serving. And I say the majority of sweating happens in practice. Describe to us how tough your practices are, because, look, like I see a lot of teams. I see a lot of practices, basketball and other ones. Your guys is, are the, the, the toughest. Tell me about being in a, a Ronnie Fisher-led practice. 
Um, honestly, you gotta have like the right mindset when you walk into practice. Like, it's not like you know you don't want to be. You get to be here. Like, you want to be here. Like, it's a want to. So when you go to practice, it may be tough and stuff, but like you know, like it's getting you better and getting the team better. So you just take the toughness, and it makes you even more tougher. So. I'll, I'll ask you both these questions, and, and you first, CB. It is not uh, an easy thing to buy into. When we talk about you all serving each other and, and sweating and, and serving, you guys really all work together a as a team. H how does that team concept come to be? Um, really just, like, caring for each other and being unselfish really, like, makes you a better teammate just to know, like, okay, I'm doing this for my teammates, not just for me. It's, it's for the group. It's for everybody. So just buying into not being selfish and stuff. Brittany, when you think about, uh, about that and, and the unselfishness on this team and, and you guys working so hard on the, on the defensive end, I'll ask you the same question. Where, where does that come from? How does that happen? I mean, really, um, we're just there to serve each other, just like sweat and serve. Like we really do sweat and serve and just – like CB was saying, we aren't selfish. We're very team-oriented. Even if it's not going your way, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to build somebody else up and take the focus off of you, which Coach always preaches. Um, and that just helps you, like, get into it more and just coming into the practice gym, like, your teammates are going to build you up, and it's just a good environment overall. And We're just, like, team, 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 and we just we get a lot out of that. Uh, Brittany, you come to us from not too terribly far down the road, uh, Raleigh. I think it's Leesville Road yeah. High School is where you're from. When, when you were back in high school um, after a heralded uh, high school career and, and you chose Campbell, why did you chose this place? Why, why did you choose this coaching staff? Well, mainly I chose Campbell just because they were one of the first people to ever recruit me and just want to take a chance on me. And also Coach Fisher and the coaching staff, like, they were very personable. They made it feel like I was a part of the family if I were to come there. Even with me not even committing yet, they just made me feel like a part of the family. And I really liked that. Um, and they were just very positive. Like, they took their time with me. And, you know, I was still rough around the, rough around the edges. So <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that they did pick me, it just made me feel good. And just they were along for the ride with me. And now that your 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 blood is is orange and black <laughs> with, with the thing that well, what do you love about about this university? What do you love about Campbell? Um, well, honestly, on the academic side, I'm very academically oriented, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just like the class size. Um, I just like that it's one on one with the professor and all of that. They they just want you to excel in everything you do. There's several resources um, to help you with any assignments, tutors, anything. And just like your coaches are very just like, oh, what did you do on this grade? How did you do that? Just like they're very, they all want you to succeed because there is life after basketball. So that's one thing that I really do enjoy. Well, what are you majoring in and what is your life going to be like after we hope a, a nice pro career for a while? <laughs> well, um, my major is kinesiology, pre-physical therapy with a minor in business administration. Come on I'm now. Also, All right. um, pursuing my MBA with the 4 plus 1 program. Holy cow. <laughs> and, and, and you still have time to go to practice? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully I can open my own practice with that. So. Wow, yeah. you have your life more figured out than, <laughs> than me, and I'm about three times your age. All right, it's a, CB, it wasn't just a, just a place that was just down the road for you. Tell me first about Sugar Hill, Georgia, and then what brought you here to Campbell? Um, Sugar Hill, that's my hometown, like, that's where I stay, that's where I grew up and stuff. So, like, 
it's very different from Beauty's Creek because Beauty's Creek is like a smaller city compared to mine. So it's like, I had to get used to it, but honestly, I love the community here. Like everybody knows each other. And like, I walk down the road and I know people on campus and they're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, CV. So that was like really nice. And like, everybody's so cool and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, what brought you, what brought you to, to, to Campbell and uh, in the first place? Because that's a big commitment coming so far from home. Yeah, honestly, I liked, like, the players on the team and the coaches and just, like, everything. Like, I never really knew, like, what it looked like, but, like, just based off the coaches, like, they were so nice and they, like, actually cared about you as not just a player but a person. They'd always, like, check up and be like, hey, how are you doing? And stuff like this. Like, out of nowhere, just call you and things. And then the team was nice. Like, the girls seemed really sweet and stuff like that. And even though I didn't see them, like, in person, those was, like, on Zoom, they still seemed like cool people. Wow! Yes, uh, th that's right. You were being recruited during the, the during the time of COVID. What a what a crazy experience! You, you really just had to know the coaches, right? Yeah, basically. Man, okay. What is your major, and what are you going to do life after basketball? Uh, my major is pre med kinesiology. Come on, are you getting, you guys are making these up to impress our our <laughs> listeners? Are you? Nah. Holy cow! So I do hope to play professionally, but. After that, I would like to go to med school and become a plastic surgeon. So, yeah. Holy cow. All right. Okay. I mean, I am impressed beyond belief. We'll get back to basketball, but my goodness, uh, congratulations on you guys. I mean, I know how much time this takes, and to be able to be in those majors is, is, is something special. But we finally have basketball. You guys won't have to play each other. I know you've had a couple of close scrimmage, but, but what will it be like back at home on Monday night in front of the crowd? Um... I'm so excited. The whole team is just, we're all excited. Um, we're just happy to be back. It felt, it's felt like so long since we played in front of fans. And I just love that the fans can come. They could come last year, but just the fact that we're starting back up and there's a sense of normalcy, I'm just excited. I know we'll have a good showing just because we have a great support system. So we're just all excited for that first game. That's awesome. CB? Yeah, I'm excited as well because, like, I've actually made a lot of more friends on campus. So I'm excited for everybody to come out and be like, <laughs> let's support the women's team. Like, I'm just excited just to see the turnout and the fans and just be with my teammates and play in front of people again. And so. we will unroll that banner from, from last year and, and award you all your, your rings. Brittany CB, thank you so much for taking time out on this holiday to, to, to come and say hello. Uh, we can't wait to watch you all. Thank, thank you. you. All right, so the Campbell women's team get set. Tickets are on sale now. Single game tickets uh, went on sale today. Remember, the, the, the big one, Campbell taking on UCF, where we'll show the banner, we'll give the rings. That'll be November 15th, Tuesday at 7 p.m. And then uh, the Campbell Fighting Campbells open up the season. A women's men's doubleheader, 5.30 and, uh, and 8 o'clock coming up um, this Monday, a week from today. No Camel Call live show as we will be at basketball. Both those games will be on ESPN+. I'd like to thank all of my guests tonight, uh, Mike Minter, Ronnie Fisher, and, of course, these two great student-athletes in Brittany and CB. I'm Chris Saymeyer saying so long from downtown Lillington. Have a great week. We'll see you two weeks on Camel Call Live.